0: Good morning. Hey, good to see everybody here. We are undertaking a, a monumental challenge. We are we are reading through the Bible in a year, actually in a school year, so even a little shorter than that. Uh, and we're reading through it chronologically with this The Story Bible. If you picked up a copy, I hope you're following along. Uh, we're not too far. We're about one third of the way through the Bible. Uh, if you're not too far behind, you can grab one today and uh, catch up with us. But we get to chapter 11 today, and we come to the central character in the Old Testament. It's King David. And David was a shepherd that God had called to become the second king over his, his people, over Israel. Uh, David was uh, just an outstanding <laughs> person with an outstanding list of accomplishments. Uh, Of course he was a shepherd, he was a king, he was a general, uh, he was a poet and a musician. David wrote the most, the most beloved chapter in the entire Bible. You know what it is? The 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And as a shepherd he knew exactly what that meant. But, you know, God wasn't impressed with David because of all of those things. God was impressed with David because David was a man after God's own heart. You know, David is the only person in all of Scripture that's spoken of in those terms. A man after my own heart, God said. But what does that mean? And what, what does that look like, maybe for us, for, to be people like that today well that's what I want to talk about today and a little preview is that it has a lot to do with answering God's call answering God's call now how many of you how many of you grew up in a family with six or more kids you had six or more kids two three a good handful that's impressive, right, in, in, in this day and age. That's pretty cool. Well, you, you few folks here have probably got the best understanding of the dynamic that was David's life growing up. He was the youngest of eight boys. And you know how it is, once you get past the third or fourth kid, it's just like, Hey, uh, you, go clean your room. <laughs> you just kind of get forgotten. You just kind of get left behind. That's exactly what happened to David. God had sent his prophet Samuel to David's home. His dad's name was Jesse. He goes to Jesse's home on assignment from God. He said, Jesse, one of your sons is going to be the next king of Israel. God sent me here to anoint him today. Uh, bring out your sons. And so, one by one, seven sons come before the prophet Samuel. Some are tall and handsome. Some are very studious and, and brilliant in their studies. Some are funny and great personalities, attract you know uh, people, person. But each time, God said, "No, it's not this one. No, it's not that one." Finally, go through all seven boys in the house, and Samuel's starting to wonder if he's at the right house. <laughs> Is this uh, your name's Jesse? Right? We covered when I got here. Uh, do you have any more sons? And Jesse said, yeah, yeah, I do actually. I've got the the kid brother, but he's out in the field. He's he's tending the sheep right now. He was so insignificant in his father's eyes that David wasn't even invited to this uh, choose the next king pageant that they were having in their den. But you know, God doesn't look at the externals. God looks at the heart. And David was a man after God's own heart. I want to cover some not so obvious lessons today about God's call on David's life, and of course David's response. But things that we need to remember today, and the first thing about God's call is that age is not a factor. Not at all. If you look at Joseph, in Egypt, he was in his mid-30s when he was elevated to be second-in-command over the entire Egyptian empire. And then on the other end of the spectrum, Moses was 80 years old when he was given his most significant assignment. Timothy, from the New Testament, Timothy was a young man but a valuable member of Paul's missionary team. And on the other end, you have Abraham. Abraham was 75 years old when God asked him to relocate and, get this, 75 years old, start a family. And today we look at the young boy, David, who is anointed by the prophet of Israel to be the next king over all of Israel. Versus Caleb, who asked for a mountain-sized challenge at the age of 85. So, no excuses here (laughs) at Desert Foothills about your age. If you're uh, too young, there's no such thing. God can call you and use you in tremendous ways. And I certainly don't want to hear, I'm too old. I'm retired. There's no retiring from God's work, from God's kingdom. Age has no factor whatsoever. Another thing about God's call Maybe we don't always realize this. We always think that, well, God calls people to religious roles. God calls people to be preachers and such. But God's call applies to secular tasks, too. David was being called to be a political leader. Uh, too often, uh, we, we do, we think of this, you know, well, God's called to... Uh, you know again, kind of church work or something like that, but the word "vocation" comes from the same root word of vocal. To call. God calls each and every one of us to every vocation that we find ourselves in. Again, look throughout the Old Testament. Noah was called to be a shipbuilder. Uh, again, Joseph, he was called to be a government administrator. I used to do that before I was a pastor. That's not a fun job, but, you know, it's a job God wanted him to do, and he did it well. Uh, God called Nehemiah to be a construction project manager, of rebuilding the wall. He called Gideon to be a general, and God called Mary to be a stay-at-home mom. And How important is that job, that vocation? Too often, uh, well, there's millions of people, millions of people, That go to work every single day not realizing the connection of what they do all day long and what God wants done in the world. Work is such an important part of our human lives and it's significant to God. God realizes that and God wants to use that. In our work, we provide for our family. We take care of ourselves and we serve other people. In our work, we love God. God calls us in every aspect of our life, to serve Him. In Colossians, Paul writes, Whatever you do, whatever, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, a boss or a manager or a business owner. It is the Lord Christ that you are serving. Someone asked a woman what she did for a living. And she answered, I am a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, cleverly disguised as a grocery store checkout clerk. (laughs) But she got it, right? What a great concept of God's call on her life. God has called many of you to many different vocations there's doctors and lawyers. There's entrepreneurs and business owners, there's musicians, there's pilots, there's stay-at-home moms, there's teachers. I see the whole array of vocations out there that God has called you to. Understand, God has called you to these roles, and he is going to use you in your day-to-day activity if you are available and obedient. A person after God's own heart. Another lesson that we learn about the call of God is that it often comes unexpectedly. You can imagine being the young boy David out in the field. It's probably a typical Uh, dad and the older brothers are they're already in for the day. They've you know put in their time they're getting ready for supper he's still got to do the final you know cleanup and, and chores and stuff before he can go home and somebody sends for him and uh to, to fetch him to come back in into the house early he's got to be wondering well I what, wonder what's going on he gets there well there's Samuel everybody knows who's Samuel he's the prophet of Israel wow he's here in our house what's going on and Samuel calls him over and pours a horn of oil over his head and it's running down the back of his neck and he's thinking, what is going on? And Samuel says, you're going to be the next king of Israel. Huh? <laughs> I mean, what? Uh, what is going on? The call of God often comes unexpectedly, which is why it's so important for us to be attuned Remember we talked, Pastor Jeremy talked about that last week. Our, having our ears attuned to God's word. Spending time every day in God's word. That's why we're going through the stories of church right now to really encourage everybody to get into God's word uh, every day. Even if it's just five minutes for the day, that's, that's a great place to start. And every day praying, praying, talking to God, pouring your heart out to God, telling what's going on in your life, and he'll answer He'll answer your prayers. So God's uh, call often comes unexpectedly. Also, this is important, God's call comes to ordinary people. I know the world highlights famous people. The world uh, praises young people. The world uh, lifts up beautiful people. But have you noticed yet in the story? Throughout the story, God consistently calls very ordinary people to do extraordinary things that's where God's power shines the brightest to the world is when they see an ordinary I was going to call myself a name person like myself right sharing God's word wow this has got to be the work of God certainly not a human talent or ability God works through ordinary people, just like me and you. And your life, you know, your life can be more than a little messy. And God will still use you. Have you noticed how many messy people we've seen in the story so far? Their lives were just a mess. They were confused, lost. And God grabbed them and called them. And what were they? They were available and they were obedient. They answered God's and did amazing things, extraordinary things. Another thing we learned, especially for David, you know, God's call was uh, more progressive than it was instant. You know, after David was anointed with the oil as the uh, future king, the first thing he did, he, he didn't run out and get business cards printed. David, king elect. You know, he, he didn't run down to the Bethlehem Mall and pick out a new wardrobe or go to the jewelry store and start trying on crowns. He went back out in the field tended sheep he was later called into the court King Saul had called him as a musician but between the time he was anointed that day and the time he took the throne was 20 years 20 years he was out in the pasture he was preparing He, he suffered he went through pain and loss heartache he grew in his relationship with the Lord. He understood what that meant for the Lord to be his shepherd, to be his provider and protector in all circumstances, things that he faced. And he, and he lived in the court for many, many years and got to see the, the affairs of court and the business, the way things are conducted. And God was preparing him for that. So just maybe a word for the younger folks here. Yeah, don't be discouraged by your time out in the pasture. God takes time preparing your hearts, giving you life experiences, giving you wisdom, time in his word, to be familiar with it and call it to mind, time in prayer to build that relationship with the Lord uh, before he really calls you to step up and step out and kind of be on the, on the stage. So it's often progressive. It's not that often, it's instant. Another not-so-obvious lesson about the call of God is that God calls us to multiple tasks. Multiple tasks. It's not just one thing. uh, David uh, was called first to be a shepherd, and he was a poet and a musician. Then he was a general. He was a king. Multiple things throughout his life. And if I could just give a word of encouragement, maybe to some of the older folks here, like me and older. Uh, Some of you might be thinking, I wonder if I missed it. I wonder if I missed what God wanted me to do. Did I I blow it? Did did God want me to do something else in my life? Can I reframe that for you? Maybe God has called you to do multiple things throughout your life, different stages in your life and they're probably all building and preparing for the next stage, the next call, the next vocation. Uh, But God... It calls us to do multiple things. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a pastor. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a brother. I'm a son. I'm a neighbor. my next-door neighbors. Uh, reach out and try to build relationships with them to share the gospel. Uh, we, we have so many different uh, roles that we play, but God calls us to each of those, and God will use us. Again, all we need to be is available and obedient. Now I want to tell you about a more modern guy, a a missionary. His name is Everett Howard. Not world famous by any stretch. Uh, Everett Howard spent four decades as a missionary to the Cape Verde Islands. Anybody know where those are? Maybe a couple people. Uh, It's in the central Atlantic Ocean. It's just off the western coast of of, uh, Africa. Well, he writes in his uh, book about uh, when he was young. He was a young man, and he was struggling to try to figure out what God's call was for his life. His dad was a pastor, and he saw his dad, uh, you know, looked up to his dad, was inspired by his dad. His dad had a wonderful relationship with God, but he wanted, of course, something for himself, and he wanted to know what amazing thing was God going to call him to do. And so I'm just going to read again from his book. He said, uh, again, he's struggling, right? Struggling to figure out what God's call is. He said, so one day I went into our little church, and I locked the door so I could be alone. I knelt down at the little altar and took a piece of paper and a pencil, and I said, now this is going to be for life. And I listed everything on that page. I filled it with promises of what I would do for God, including my willingness to be a missionary, and every possible alternative I could think of. I promised to sing in the choir. I promised to tithe. I promised to read the Bible all the way through and to do all the things that I thought God might want me to do. I had a long list of promises, and I really meant them. Then when I had finished that well-written page, I signed my name at the bottom, and I laid it on the altar. There alone in the church, I looked up and I waited for thunder and lightning or some act of approval from the Lord. I thought I might experience what St. Paul did on the road to Damascus or at least something equally as dramatic. I knew that God must be terribly proud of me, a young fellow who would make such a consecration like that, but nothing happened. It was quiet, still, and I was so disappointed. I couldn't understand it, so I thought I must have forgotten something. I took out my pencil again, and I tried to think about what I had left out, but I couldn't remember anything else. So I prayed again, and I told the Lord that I had put everything on that paper, and still nothing happened, though I waited, and I waited. Then it came. I felt the voice of God speaking in my heart. He didn't shout or hit me over the head. I just felt it in my own soul, a very soft voice speak so clearly, and it said, son, you're going about it wrong. I don't want a consecration like this. Just tear up that paper you've written. I said, all right, Lord. I took the paper I had written so carefully, and I just wadded it up. Then the voice of God seemed to whisper again. Son, I want you to take a blank piece of paper and sign your name on the bottom of it and let me fill it in. Oh, (laughs) oh Lord, I cried. (laughs) That's different. (laughs) But I did what he said there at the altar in that little church. It was just a secret between God and me as I signed the paper. And God has been filling it in for the past 36 years. Now, when you walked in this morning, you were given, I think, a blank piece of paper. Now, it's easy for us to volunteer some things that we can do for God. I'm going to read five minutes a day in the Bible, and I'm going to uh, pray in the morning and at night, and I'm going to give, uh, you know, 5% of my income. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. But, you know, when we, when we create the list, it makes it seem like we're actually in control of what's going to happen. But when you sign your name to a blank piece of paper and you pray, Lord, fill in the pages of my life, I'd say it takes a lot of faith. But you know what? It's actually just reality. We're not in control. You know, when I'm asking you to sign a blank check to the Lord, I'm just asking you to acknowledge the, the most fundamental truth in the universe. There is a God, and it's not me. The safest place to be is in the center of God's will. All we have to do is be available and obedient. And when we are, then you, too, will be a man or a woman after God's own heart. Turn it all over to God. If you remember from Saul last week, his big problem, he never fully submitted his heart to God. He just couldn't do it. And that's what we see, the great example of David. That's the great example of Jesus Christ, son of David, son of God, fully submitting to God's will, whatever that means. Whipping, crucifixion, death. For the forgiveness of our sins, for our eternal life. If we follow Christ, disciples, followers of Jesus, followers of the example of King David, right? We say, Lord, fill in the pages of my life reveal to me the call you've placed the vocation you want me to do next i will be available and i will be obedient and you will be tremendously blessed with peace and the joy that surpasses anything this world has to offer amen yeah amen let's pray almighty god you you rule over the universe with justice and might and power Lord the generations rise and fall before you as we stand here at this time on this earth uh, we thank you for revealing uh, the love that you have for us the love that you have for the entire world that we see so clearly in Jesus Christ Lord we thank you for the abilities that you've given us, our bodies, our health the time that we have on this planet Lord, we pray that we would use all of these gifts to your glory and for your kingdom. Open our ears to hear you call us into our various vocations here uh, on this earth and give us the faith, the strength of spirit, uh, the will uh, to step out and to follow your call. Uh, Help us to be available. Help us to be obedient to you so that we will be a blessing to many, many people. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.